0: Wake up, wake up, wake up, and stay woke, because this is the Ball Hog Sports Talk, with your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hog, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South. This is the place where sports, business, and entertainment collide. And we're gonna give it to you rough, rugged, and raw, to come get you a spoonful, like some grits with butter and salt. You know how we do it in the South, y'all. Make sure you do not get caught in your feelings. Strap on your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Come on, let's go, 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 go. what's up what's up what is up it is another episode of the ball Hawk sports talk with your boy b Brown esq aka the ball Hawk, aka the mouth of the south aka mr excessive celebration in the building y'all uh another friday the sun is out it's nice and cold up here in new jersey new york area but we're gonna have a good time we're gonna bring the heat you know how we do it the ball hog sports talk where sports business and entertainment collide uh we're gonna bring it to your rough regular raw because that's the only way we know how to do it uh, I'm not feeling great today. So you notice I'm not in shirt and tie. I believe in, I'm it's old school, uh, how you feel is how you dress. So I'm in a straight T-shirt today uh, because that's how I'm feeling. Uh, that that dog in vaccine shop knocked me down just a little bit, but I'm glad that I got it and uh, I'm blessed to have had the opportunity to get it. I'm encouraging everybody else to get it and that's my public service announcement and now we're going to hop right into the Ball Hog Sports Talk. Uh, today's episode. Today's episode is is, is is entitled Committed. Committed. And as you know, every single week, uh, we don't just haphazardly come to the topic or the name of the show. This episode is called Committed. Stick with us uh because it's gonna get real interesting in the Ball Hawk Sports Talk today. And like we do every week, we're gonna start with three and a possible. Uh, I'm going to bring on to the screen, none other than my man Big Float and Miss Majestic Maya will be doing three in a possible today. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? What's, What's up? good, America? <laughs> you know how it is. You know how it is. What's good, America? Uh, a great week. We are trying to make it do what it do. We are trying to, I, I, you know, get back to normal, which is why I vaccinated. Uh, I'm in, in just a straight blue T-shirt today because I'm feeling terrible. But in order – I will feel terrible now in order to get back to normal life. Uh, so I don't know if either one of you got the shot yet, but uh, I'm encouraging vaccination here on the Ballhawk Sports Talk. That is my responsible PSA today before we hop on in. I got
1: I my see, shot. Luckily, I didn't feel bad as you did, but uh... – I'm happy I got my shot. You got your shot.
2: All right. I didn't get mine yet because I follow the rules. You follow the rules. All right. I'm trying to learn how to follow I signed
1: up and they put it in my arm. I didn't steal it. So that's the rules. (laughs) I won't say.
0: I shall not confirm or deny uh, what happened. Uh, in terms of me getting my shot, but I got a shot. So well, they
1: said if you were obese, you could get it. When I got, they eyeballed me and said, "You good? You straight? You, good. you
0: straight?" I'm about to,
2: to have surgery, so I can't. get you a shot. this anesthesia shot. Damn. I did
0: like I did like James Harden. I wore a little fat man suit. You trying to get out of Houston? You wore a fat man suit. I wore a fat man suit. I, I was trying to make sure I got that shot, man. Uh, you know, so I, I did what I had to do uh, in order to make the people around me safe. I do a lot of coaching, so I'm around kids, and it, I, I'm exposed to unlimited number of viruses. But that particular virus, COVID, so I, I, I took some matters into my own hand. I see that my man, Big Flo, you are wearing a very interesting hat there, and that hat is normally for a house divided. But your house is not divided, my brother.
1: I wanted to welcome you, someone to the house.
0: Can you um, please share with everybody the great news? Because Sophie. I see the end on the... When I'm looking at it, it's on my left. But there's an N there. I see the N D on the right. Everyone's familiar with that. But what is the end on the left? And tell people the great news for this week.
1: Well, for those of you guys who know me, my son uh, is a high school football player, and he committed to uh, Northwestern University in my hometown of Evanston, Illinois on Tuesday. Um, So, you know, Notre Dame has always been the only thing I wore, not named my heart. So I'm making the slow transition. So um, I got excited. I got up and I drove the 40 minutes to Evanston because I couldn't find anything Northwestern out here where I live at the bookstore and spent like $500 on clothes and paraphernalia. But I saw this hat and I thought, what a perfect hat I'm transitioning from Notre Dame. Notre Dame's always going to be there. Yep. Northwestern's taking over. So right now, they're about 50-50 of my, uh, of my brain. So uh, real proud of my son, really excited about it. You know, as you mentioned, the show's called Committed. Uh, he's committed fully, 100%, 1,000% to Northwestern, and we couldn't be prouder of him. Thank
0: you. Yes, uh, and that's why I wanted to call it Committed because it's quite an accomplishment. And Ridge is, is, is being humble because that's just what, you know, he, 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 he does. But he's not just a high school football player. He's got, you know, a, a lot of schools were recruiting him. He's been through this process for a while. He is the sixth highest, highest recruit all time in the Pat's Pat Fitzgerald Northwestern era. Uh, he's the first to commit in his class. And I think he's going to attract a lot of other pieces. I got to admit, I'm always. Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, but now I am a Northwestern fan, too, man.
1: So, i get you one of these hats because it's kind of little on my head, so I might let you, you borrow it once this show's up. There you go. There
0: you go. Hey, man, yeah, give me, give I'll give me a i get you one, too. too.
1: get you a T-shirt or something. All, all to the good. <laughs> oh, man. you know that's why it's cold up here, Brad. You
2: going to offer me something? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to snow the day, y'all.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we going to have a whole Ball Hog Sports Talk <laughs> Northwestern day. Oh um, let's hop on in, y'all. We got a few topics. Three in the pots, we know what it is. We're just going to get around, <coughs> have, you know, get in where you fit in. Like, three in the pots with like a pretty average spades hand. So we're going to conduct this like a spades table. Um, you don't have to raise your hand, you don't have to be called upon. Just hop on in because these topics are <coughs> comment worthy. First one we got to start with RIP to Marvelous Marvin Hagler. And in today's episode, committed ain't nothing t- to me, ain't nothing that says committed, like legally changing your name. Marvin. Marvelous Marvin Hagler uh, died at 66 years old, but he changed his name to Marvelous Marvin. That's when you know you committed.
1: He like, said oh, that no one, single one call man, that's <laughs> committed. He said the announcers would never call him Marvelous, and so he said he going to make him do it. So I, a la Chad Cinco, He said, look, if y'all not going to call me that, it's going to be my legal name. You have no choice to call me that. So, y'all no choice. Shout so, out to know, Marvel.
2: Another thing about him, he moved to Italy uh, in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken, and he learned to speak Italian. He said he just packed up, went to Italy. He loved the people. They were so welcoming to him, and he learned to speak uh, fluent Italian. And then he came back here. Why? Wow. But yeah, I thought that I was pretty him.
1: interesting. He was a man's man, you know. I, I when I watched him as a kid, he was one of my favorite boxers. And to be honest, I was I still remember when he fought Sugar Ray Leonard, and I was so I hated Sugar Ray after that fight for running because I know Marvin would just sit there and slug it out. He kept running, kept chasing him, and he won the fight. That just turned me from uh, boxers that don't want to slug it out from that point forward because he he just was standing there, and, and I think he's got like the highest knockout percentage or something like that. Something like um, that. In, in the in the weight class or something but Middle way. as a little kid watching him that was just what that's what boxing meant to be watching a guy like that would just to be a gladiator wow i i,
0: I, I they, they they give him credit he and tommy hearns for having the best round of boxing ever and if not they say definitely the best first round ever greatest round one in history and some people say the greatest round in all of boxing history 12 title defenses. Um, that 1985 fight is the one that stands out for me. They went into the fight. It was dubbed the fight. And after the fight, they changed the name. That's how you know how good of a fight it was, to the war. And mm-hmm. so uh, quite a fight. Uh, you know, there were rumors that he died of COVID. His wife came and, and shot those rumors down. But he died at 66 years old. Marvelous Marvin Hagner. Um Shout out to him and his family. Condolences to his family. But shout out to a great career, great life, and uh, sorry to see him go at 66. Uh, the NBA players, their coaches, retirees, anybody around the NBA family has come out and spoken against what has been an interesting week. In the ATL, we know that uh, at the Aerotherapy Spa, some <coughs> terrorists, I'm going to call them what it is, terrorists terrorize people. And he uh, killed six women, people of Asian descent, six women of Asian descent and two others, eight all together, Robert Aaron Long. Because in this committed episode, I think sometimes we we do the, the terrorists uh, more justice than we do the victims, right? We talk about uh, how much stress he was under and all of these things. I'm gonna call him by name and let you know he's a terrorist, Robert. Robert Eric Long, because he terrorized people. Um, but the NBA came out and in, in droves and spoke up against this Asian hate, all these hate crimes. You had LeBron, you had D. Wade, you had Jeremy Lin, Kyle Kuzma, you name them, everybody, you name them, everybody spoke up. Uh, and and it's been studied that uh close to 3,800 incidents, hate like incidents have occurred. Between March 19th of 2020 and February 28th of 2021, why are those dates significant? Is because that's when our former president started to connect coronavirus to Asian people. And so I don't know if you guys saw all of these these NBA players coming up and speaking out against uh, you know stop the hate and you know a, the AAPI stop hate meaning Asian American Pacific Islanders stop stop the hate. Uh, but I thought it was a good sign of solidarity Mm -hmm. and also um, to use the platform to speak up says a lot about the NBA player.
1: I I agree hundred percent. I think, you know, (laughs) people always want to say, where were, you know, all the haters, where were you when this happened? Where were you when that happened? And I do like the fact, especially taking LeBron stepping forward, you know, especially in in the shadows of the whole Jeremy Lin stuff that's going on and speaking up and, you know, um, obviously, you can't speak up on every issue, but taking big issues like this and speaking up and using your platform, uh, not just for the ones that, you know, you would expect them to speak up for, but things like this. Um, I didn't know that there was that many uh, incidents of, of, of hate crimes that happened. That's that's actually shocking to me. I didn't know there was that many. Um, I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe really that. I mean, I shouldn't say I can't believe it. But it's just like, like, really over over the virus, you guys are, are hitting people who are here in America who obviously weren't anywhere near it. It just seems crazy.
2: Well, I mean, instead of stopping Asian hate, stop white terrorism. That's the that's the gist. That's the tweet. Because it has nothing. To, let me rephrase that. It has everything to do with a, uh, an orange orangutan getting behind the mic. That shows you how powerful words are. Now, as black people, we, we know what. This shit is about. Let's call a spade a spade. We live this every day. We live. We live the hate every day. It's not about us coming together. It's about calling out the people who do this, stopping white terrorists. Period. They need to be taught how this is not. This is not your, the world is not your oyster. It belongs to everyone, and you should not. Feel as though that you have a right to take someone's life because you feel a you have their part of your sexual addiction problem. You know what it was? You thought you were going to get a happy ending. She shut your little weird ass down and you got mad and you decided to kill people because you're a punk ass terrorist. How about just a punk ass? Okay, but we need to we as people, all people of color need to call out white terrorism. And call it what it is. Stop cleaning it up. Oh, he had a bad day. He's a lone wolf. He's not a lone fucking wolf. He is part of a system that allows people to look like him to literally terrorize people who don't look like him. You have to call that out.
1: You have a real good point I want to emphasize on. He's not a lone wolf. Well, let's say, well, he acted alone. He acted alone. And this is the argument I have with some people uh, about the politics is you start to feel empowered when you're a crazy person like that. Mm-hmm. And people make you feel like you're normal because you have a president that calls it the Kung flu, or tries to make it normal to dis- dislike things. It makes you empowered. So you may have gotten a gun by yourself and shot it by yourself, but you're not a lone wolf because you felt like you had the support to do that. So I just wanted to mm-hmm. emphasize that point you made. man.
0: Uh, I'll leave it there. Both great points. Um, it's sticking with the same theme of of just sort of the Asian community, but this this whole Olympics in Tokyo has had its highs and lows. But lately, a whole bunch of lows. Uh, the, the you know the powers that be, the decision makers, are making a mockery out of this Olympics. And the latest clown, uh, the creative chief Hiroshi Sasaki, had to resign because. One of the female comedians who is a, a plus size entertainer, uh, you know, it, for, for some strange reason, the chief decided to call it a limp pig pig when, uh, you know, referring to her appearance in the ceremonies. Uh, this is the latest because just last month, the head of the Tokyo Olympics uh, the organized committee had to resign because of his sexist remarks uh I, it's bad enough that you had to take the 2020 olympics and put it in 2021. uh there might be a real issue with misogyny in japan so this <laughs> might, <Australia>. be. <laughs> might be uh i think we, we all something here we might discover something but in two weeks what in the world uh the guy tried to wear pig ears uh for a performance Mm -hmm. He tried to get her to wear the pig ears for a performance and then call it a limp pig because she's a little heavier. So he had to resign. And this is after the other guy last month said, you know, the women on the committee get to talking and they don't stop talking. So, uh, you know, everybody knows their role and basically saying just because they're women, they talk too much. And I don't know a better person to weigh in than you, Maya, on this. (laughs) This is your opportunity. What What would you like to say to these Japanese men over there in Tokyo messing up the Olympics, resigning left and right, because they don't understand what it means to have a little bit of a tactic?
2: Well, first and foremost, it, I find it so funny. Misogyny is not just relegated to Japan. It's across the world. True, we Women deal with that, that fuck shit because that's what it is every single day. Oh, you don't feel well? Is it that time of the month? Like they slide these little bitch ass comments. And when women retort and say something incredibly offensive, like talking about the size of their twat, I mean, their cocks, they have a problem. So my thing is this. toe a very straight line. Don't offend people, keep your stupid comments to yourself. If you think something is stupid, more than likely it is dumb. So shut your mouth, do your job and you won't have these problems. If you were quiet, you wouldn't be unemployed. How about that?
0: Yeah, uh, very, very well said. Big flow. I don't know if you had anything to say about this, but this Olympics is quickly becoming a mockery of, of what the Olympics is supposed to be. Uh I ain't realize dudes act like that over there in Japan. They 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 get it in. They over there, you know, I'm talking about everybody knows their place. You want this lady to perform with pig ears on and thought that, that was cool.
1: And then the other guy that was speaking before, and sorry for my little technical difficulties, mentioned, like, oh yeah, you know, now we have 40% of the uh Someone, there's some equality pushes over there. So they wanted 40% of the women or 40% of the board members to be women on there. And he's like, okay, well, we got to tell them just not talk too long. They're going to win the could be long winded. And so, like, he goes home and his family attacks him. Luckily, his wife and his kids are like, what the hell? But just to let you know, when you let people power go unchecked, people just lose their mind, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you yeah. see it over here in Japan, the same way you see it over here, is if you don't have rules in place to govern power, just People just lose their mind and just say all kind of outlandish things. So I, I, I couldn't believe it. I've always kind of heard that about uh, about Japan, but I don't have a lot of experience, you know, with them. But
2: yeah, my experience amazing. wasn't great when I went there. I was just like, "Oh my god, give me to U.S. borders. I know how to deal with the fuck you're here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I know how to." handle the, the 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 function on u.s soil when you're in the foreign land you can't cut up because you'll end up like broke down palace you'll have a rope in your ear i tread lightly but i ain't going to be there long that's for sure hey
0: well both of them had to resign i hope that there's no more incidents because this is quickly there are a lot of people who have said that they will not attend the ceremonies in japan because of the misogyny that has now become so closely associated with, with this olympic committee and, you know, there are performers that said that they're not going to perform there. So uh, I hope that they get their act together.
2: The forefathers of racism. The Japanese created it. So, I mean, do come on now. Let, let's call spades spades. And that's all I got. <laughs>
0: uh, speaking of getting stuff together, because it's been an interesting week for a particular quarterback in the NFL, Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's accused of sexual assault at a massage parlor. Uh, I don't know what's up with these massage parlors, man, from, hey, from the Atlanta hey, story hey, to- hey, hey, hey,
1: this, is You it. learn from, from Robert Kraft. If you learn from Robert Kraft. Stay at home, man.
0: They, yeah. No, nah, I mean, like, literally, like, you know- if I go torture. to massage
2: parlors. Uh-uh. I have one that's literally a five-minute walk from me. I love um Kim. She is amazing. I don't expect happy endings. I don't know that's not my thing, but she does a great job. To act right
0: that's no i i agree but i don't know that he did not act right i mean these are allegations right and so and they've been some pretty interesting allegations which could be devastating to someone who was trying to get out of houston the timing of this could not be worse he was trying to show his autonomy and and, and enter potentially the, the trade portal if you will uh but <laughs> This news cannot come at a worse time for a quarterback that does not want to be in Houston. That's trying to test what the market value is for him in other places specifically. I think Miami Dolphins is a few places that would be a good landing place for him. I, I, I imagine that Chicago bears wouldn't be upset to see him come there, but there, there, there are places that are considering Deshaun Watson. And then out of the blue, this story surfaces out of the blue. You know, and, and this this lawyer, because in this committed episode, I'm committed to making sure that we don't just smear Deshaun Watson's name. Okay. Let's talk about attorney too, Tony Busby, who a lot of the lawyer jokes are based on people like Tony Busby. He says he's representing nine nine women. Mas- Is it up to nine? I masseuse, plural for masseuse, Masseuses, That's how we say it in Florida. Um, <laughs> that,
2: this shit, let me tell you something. You can smell bullshit a mile away. Nine, that, right. A lot of money. A lot of money is at stake for losing this young man. And what did we talk Reggie just said that people with empower that go unchecked do fuck shit. And this is exactly what they're doing. Since this young man I, I don't believe the allegations. I think that, you know, some money was was changed and said, look, I need you to say some things. Just go on camera. We'll take care of this and you're good to go. I do not put anything past these wealthy white men, these owners that are absolutely pissed that this young man said, fuck you, I'm out. I don't I, I don't believe these stories and like I don't have a dog in the fight but these allegations really all of a sudden he 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 doing all this shit all of a sudden that's like me robbing the bank yeah, I, don't especially, not robbing like, the banks. I don't know I I don't mean, it's, it'd be hard.
1: If, if the owners tear him up and it's successful that's bad because then they can't they can't really keep him if he does all this but if you read the allegations I read three of them the first one the lady said he asked her for basically a happy ending she said no. He left. Is that yeah. illegal? Was that illegal? I mean, I know that's not good, good form. But that you should, you could go. That's is that really assault? I don't know what the definition is. One lady said that he forced uh, oral sex on him. She's asking for a hundred thousand dollars. You didn't call the police? Like that's you go right to, to civil suit. You skip the police. What happened to the nine hundred and eleven call? So it it just smells terrible. And he's like, I got more suits coming. Where did you find all these people, man? And it's all happened in the past year. Nine nine women in the past year have been going through this serial assaulter and just, they found this attorney? It smells horrible. I, I don't want to minimize
0: what is, as described in the, the, the articles, sexual assault. I don't want to minimize. But at the same time, for an attorney to go on IG and announce that the lawsuits are coming before Deshaun Watson was even served, it, it just doesn't seem good. And, uh, you know, he made some statement like, I, 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 you know, he tried to say that humbly he doesn't even have to work again because Deshaun Watson essentially is like this is a money grab. This this particular attorney is broke. Uh-huh. He, 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 you know, he came to me and tried to get there is a big difference. And you pointed that out. Uh, big flow is there's a big difference between a criminal case and a civil case and a criminal case at the end they're going to say guilty or not guilty. That's why you have to be proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. In a civil case, the standard of proof goes down significantly. Mm-hmm. It's all about money. You are awarded damages yeah. or an injunction, which makes someone do or not do something, right? But those are damages and and the the, the 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 you know, sort of that that proof, that burden of proof is reduced significantly. It's just preponderance of the evidence. Now, most people with that level of money would have just paid off, paid this what? guy off. No, no,
2: no, no, no. I ain't A lot of people
0: would have. He said he wanted to clear his name, but, I mean, did this clear his name? We, we're talking about it in a way that makes him look bad one way or another, right? Well,
2: I tell you this. One way to damage, as people who were in the Notre Dame community, we've seen it firsthand how the mere mention of the word rape and, and cauliflower, it would tarnish cauliflower, for its existence forever. This is why sexual assault should not be taken lightly because I know victims of sexual assault. And to use that as a a cash grab literally destroys the woman who experienced the sexual assault right. and the person who's alleged to have committed the assault. Right. You cannot take that lightly. In this instance, you, you your bullshit meter is going off. Because, but this just makes it even harder for women who actually do, uh, who actually are assaulted, yeah. to have their cases proven. So that Busby needs to buzz off. He ain't shit. Deshaun is track. Uh, I love Deshaun, so he he gets an ex- uh a pass on this. But the women who actually said, "Yeah, we'll go along with it," you trash too. That's the well, real that's the part thing. of it that
1: throws and, me off. Is it really that bad? You find nine women that were massaged that no one came forward and said, I don't want to do this. So I don't know. I can't I don't know the Sean. I don't know the women. So we none of us really know what happened. It sounds bad, it does. But you're That's like, damn, is really that many people there? That, that trashy going out and getting massages just doing fake stuff. I guess there
0: are. But damn, are we that terrible as a society? And we are a very litigious society. I mean, we want to litigate and get that bread. And look, there has been a lot that has happened in the economy over the last year. And so if there's ever going to be a time to find opportunistic people to sign on to this in hopes to get a windfall of cash, the timing was right for all the wrong reasons because of the economy, because of Deshaun Watson about to get his own payday. Uh, The timing was right, but for all the wrong reasons. All right, let's move on. Jackson state, is moving up. Moving on up. Yes, not moving on up. Just in terms of they are, we talked about last week, they moved up from ESPN 3 to ESPN 2 in terms of coverage. They'll play on ESPN 2 this week against Alabama State. But they're also moving on up in terms of rankings. They are ranked 21 in the new FCS poll. First time that they've been ranked since 2011. In that year, they were ranked 24 at the end of the season poll. Jackson State, primetime, Dion. Are we seeing something that that is just is what I don't know, man. Like Dion the Dion effect is and look, he did get a lot of players to transfer. He did get some some really good uh freshman players that had high rankings or whatever, high ratings, high star valuations. So uh, you know, you 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 got better players, you tend to, to play better. Uh, but the Dion impact, the Dion effect is seems to be limitless right now with Jackson State. What do you guys say?
2: Go on, Dion. I'm here for it. Do play the system. The system has been playing these young men for for decades. Get that money.
1: Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, again, it's a movement. It's working, Dion. They 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 made the right decision hiring Dion, obviously, because I don't know when last time anybody saw a Jackson State game was, but now it's been three. So, um, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know what I mean? He's getting out there. He's making a. He's making. He's grabbing this spring football by the neck. It's doing a good job. I,
0: I love the fact that he realized there was an opportunity to play in the spring when the power five conference teams weren't playing and shout out to Dion, man. I'm going to be watching this week. I'm going to watch him play Alabama state and I'll see, I'll see, I'll see what goes down. Now they do tip off at three o'clock, which is at the same time that the number one seed Michigan tips off. So for all of my woke folk, <laughs> all my people who talked about <coughs> HBCUs got just as good a football, Right? All they need is opportunity. They they just need coverage. If you, at 3 p.m., are watching the number one seed Michigan play and you forego the opportunity to watch on ESPN2, the Deuce, which every home has, if you got ESPN, you have ESPN2. Yes. If you forego the opportunity to watch Jackson State play Alabama State, then you're a part of the problem. I don't want to hear your mouth anymore about how HBCUs need an opportunity. You got an opportunity. You have an opportunity by playing on on ESPN2, and ratings matter. If you wonder why Notre Dame always gets the bowl game that you don't think that they deserve, because ratings matter. And it might not be right, but it's real. So on Saturday at 3 p.m., you heard it here on the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. Alabama State will be playing Jackson State. I said that wrong because Alabama State is home. Jackson State will be playing Alabama State <laughs> at 3 p.m. on ESPN2. You better not be watching no March Madness. You better not be watching on reruns of or Law and Order. You better be tuned in.
2: <laughs> ratings. Watch matter. your mouth. Watch your mouth. Don't be calling me out on this show.
1: <laughs> now I don't know if it's a setup or a compliment. Is it a setup because we're gonna say, "All right, DI or HBCUs in general, here's your chance. See what you can do." Or is it a compliment saying, "Look." Who, who's going to be watching anything other than the Michigan game? we got to try something. Hey, maybe we can ride this wave and do it. So I don't know. You never know what, what, what the – got to pay them some money that they didn't have to pay them before. They could have put in reruns of a uh, of water polo or something like that. So <laughs> they decided to put out an HBCU game. So let's maybe think positive. Maybe this was a compliment. They think Dion could do it.
0: I have a question presented to me from the <laughs> Ball Hog Sports Talk audience that says <laughs> – What will I be watching at 3 p.m. on Saturday? I will be watching Jackson State play at Alabama State on Saturday at 3 p.m. I'm going to take a picture of myself watching it because, look, I am the He can change the channel. He's going to take a picture, post it it on on the internet,
1: and change the channel.
0: Change the channel. I'm going to be watching the (laughs) game, y'all, because at the end of the day, As the proud, proud son of a mother who went to the Bethune-Cookman, used to be Bethune-Cookman College, now it's Bethune-Cookman University, wildcats in the building. I do believe that HBCUs have some great, very good football. I do believe that the only way that we impact whether or not other HBCUs get an opportunity to play in primetime or play on ESPN is that we got to watch it, y'all, because that's how executives defend their decisions. If you wonder why we don't see HBCUs on ESPN two or ESPN, it's because executives defend their decision that there's not enough uh, fandom there, there's not enough viewership there. So I'm gonna watch it now. If in the first quarter I don't see something that I'll, I, mean, I, <laughs> I reserve the right to switch the channel. But at three p.m. I will be watching Alabama State. Excuse me, Jackson State play at Alabama State. No doubt. Committed. I'm committed. I'm committed. What about All you, right,
1: Miss uh, Maya? What you watching?
2: You're oh, watching? I'll turn it on. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely turn it on for sure. Well, black Nielsen ratings were never, Nielsen boxes were never put in black households because they never counted our viewership for anything. That's why we had so little representation for shows or whatnot. But now everything is digital. I'm going to get my little click, click, click viewership to ESPN too. Oh. Okay. All right, I'll be all watching
1: right. my son play. I'm sorry, guys. It's football season in Chicago. Let's not go over off at 2:30. 2:30 Naperville Central with Bonzi value going down. Let's go.
0: Yeah, I like that. Nah, no, that, that's a that's a hey, that's a committed dad, man. Committed. Uh, y'all know I'm getting the, my kitchen done, so disregard the whole banging that you hear in the background. It is what it is. It's real live TV. Uh, on the ball, Hog Sports Talk, you know how it is. Like we ask you guys every week, humbly, we ask you to like, comment, share. Tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody you know in the podcast space. Please subscribe. Tell a friend to subscribe as well. It's the ball, sports talk, Rough Rugged Raw, where we'll sports business and entertainment collide. We're in the building. All right, we're going to come home with a few of these topics. We got to get moving now. I slowed down a little too much because I, I wanted to with Jackson State. I need to make sure that I knew if y'all were committed or not. I'm committed. I'm committed. I'm watching it. All right. WNBA celebrates 25 years. Uh, they have a it campaign. Uh, they are social justice, but the, the pay disparity still exists. Uh, someone lined up LeBron's career with Sue Bird's and you see how many championships she has, how many years she's played, how all of these things, uh, 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 all star appearances. And then you look at how much LeBron gets paid, which is extreme compared to Sue Bird. And it, it it's embarrassing. Uh, WNBA, 25 years. What do y'all think about it? Uh, have we have we finally arrived at WNBA celebra- celebrating twenty five years? Have we finally arrived at a place where the pay disparity will, will some some way subside? Because right now it's still pretty bad.
2: No, I, I don't.
1: <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think it's a pay disparity in basketball the way that it really means. Like if you look at women's soccer versus men's soccer, right. that's a pay disparity because women's soccer is is better. Than women's men's soccer on the I argue, US I argue, team.
0: I argue that women's basketball is better. I want my son, when we were watching basketball, I would argue to you that when it comes power for pound from a purest <laughs> basketball perspective, mm-hmm. WNBA is better basketball. They're taking the right basketball shot. They're making the right basketball pass more than the NBA. I love watching women's college basketball and the WNBA with my sons. I would argue that, that is better. But I, I agree with you that from an entertainment standpoint, that's a that's a minority opinion. So, so so this
1: is this is my argument. Women's U.S. women's soccer team gets more viewings. They have more success. There's more people watching it than the men's soccer team. And they make less. That's pay disparity. Right. There's no reason for it. The WNBA brought in 60 million dollars. The, the NBA brought in 7.4 billion. So when you try to look at the two difference, that's not a pay disparity. It's a market disparity. So if there's a problem with it, if women have a problem with it in general, watch the WNBA. Like go start watching the games, buy the jerseys, buy the paraphernalia, it's- put in put in the billions of dollars, and then those women will, will get paid. And if they don't, then they protest. But you can't compare apples and oranges and then expect it to be the same juice. I agree with you.
0: Hits I call this this episode is called committed because the fact that so few people are committed to watching the WNBA. And they scheduled it in a time during the summer where the NBA is not on. You're not competing against the NBA. Right. And yep. I, 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 I do blame the consumer. Um, I, I don't blame myself because I watch the WNBA. I'm one of the few people that watches it. I think it's some good basketball,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but I do, compl- I do blame the <clears throat> consumer because if that's the case, 7.4 billion versus 60 million, I think you said, mm-hmm. um, we got to wear that as a consumer. We have to wear that. That's on us. But shout out to the WNBA for celebrating 25 years of professional basketball. All right. In the same spirit, Nike, they launched a maternity line. And I thought it was dope. If you, if you see the commercial, all of these women doing athletic things while they're pregnant, you talk about committed. You got to really be committed to your aerobics and to your conditioning to be eight months pregnant and still walking, still running, still on the treadmill. And women do it uh, power all the time, <laughs> all power cleaning. And I thought the commercial was very powerful. Yes, they show professional athletes like Serena Williams and uh, the, the, the sprinter from Jamaica. I can't believe, I can't think of her name. Anyway, they showed these women competing while pregnant. But you talk about committed, you got to be committed. Shout out to Nike. I think it's called Nike and Parens M is the, the line itself. But it's a maternity line. Uh, uh, an aerobics athletic maternity line that Nike is launching. Shout out to them! And I'm just gonna say it I was, in, I, I happened to be witness to delivery twice. I was in there twice, and you talk about committed. I would have tapped out, I would have quit <laughs> at some point. I'm like, I'm good, bro. I can't do it. I'm hey, straight. come on, right, tag me in, in, tag
1: me in. Somebody else, somebody pushing. else
0: gotta finish this. <laughs> I'm good, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Having watched it twice, so. Uh no better time than celebrate Nike and their maternity line in this committed episode. Uh I love to see it. Hopefully a lot of women will take advantage of the fact that there is a new maternity line that Nike is putting forth. All right. Uh we're going to hop on to the next one. Tiger is making progress. Uh Tiger was released from the hospital in California. He's now back home in Florida and he signed a long-term deal with 2K Sports to re-enter the video game industry after 15 years with EA Sports. We know that that game was a hot game. I don't know if he'll ever play on the, 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 the links again. I don't know if Tiger will ever play again. That's just the truth of the matter. But the video game lives on. Uh, shout out to Tiger. Good luck with your recovery. Glad to see that you're you're back home in Florida. Drew Brees got a new job, y'all. Uh, he retired after 20 years of playing the NFL. And went right into a high-paying, high-profile job. NBC, Simon, he'll be covering Notre Dame football and all the uh, he'll do uh, was it football in America, football night in America. Uh, he is he, he went right into a, a very nice job. Uh He is a first ballot Hall of Famer, but it's just interesting to me that he gets right into that job. And maybe I'm hating a little bit because I went to the NFL broadcast boot camp and I'm submitting to people just trying to get opportunity. Here comes Drew Brees right off of eight interceptions, getting right into, I'm, I, I'm officially hating when I say that he's got a hall of fame career, but it's interesting. He gets right into that job. What did you guys think? About you know, I think
1: you look at uh, how well Tony Romo did. I mean, Tony Romo did. I mean, he, he came in, he's probably one of the best uh, color guys that you're going to get. So uh, it makes sense. I mean, true breeze has got a big following. He's in the NFL for a long time. A lot of people love him. You know, he's a Mr. Patriotic to a lot of people. So it's about it's about viewership and dollars. So I'm not surprised by it at all. You know, some people stay winning. So I can't hate on them for it.
0: Yeah. Uh, My I don't know if you you saw Drew Brees, Mr. Mr. New Orleans. He said, I'm not reti- I'm retired from football. I'm not retiring from New Orleans. So he's done a lot of great things in the community. Uh, yes, he, he it was a big gaffe when it came to people kneeling and exercising their First Amendment right to protest what were what was considered injustices at the hands of police officers. He had a big gaffe. He opened his mouth. He did later apologize for.
2: 24 uh, hours later. Mm-hmm. 24
0: hours later. And, and so that is well, well documented. Uh, his teammate, my fraternity brother, Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins, Jenkins. Yeah, uh, was very instrumental in getting Drew Brees to see where he, he had erred in his ways. So that's well documented. But it's just interesting to see how uh, he gets right into that seat when well, I tell you that's a highly coveted seat, like that's not a seat that, like, like that's a that, that's a really big job to get with no experience. What do you What did you think, Maya?
2: I, if, I I'm about to go with my petty shit. I can't get past the shit stain on his face first and foremost. It's a birthmark. That's a birthmark. Birth no, that's, that's a beauty mark. They
1: call that beauty mark in the hood. Well,
2: nothing beautiful about that shit. <laughs> and then it's just like I, I'm sorry. When you come out and say things that inflammatory with all the ignorance and vitriol he said, I, I can't fuck with him. And he, he's always gonna win. Some people like they, they they he's not failing. He didn't fail, but he's he's going to win all the time. That's just the way. You know, it's designed for some people. I mean, I'll watch the football anyway, so whatever. And when he starts talking during the Dame games, I'll just mute because I want to hear his mouth. All right.
0: I'm mad at it. Uh, how about not speaking of not hearing somebody's mouth, this high school announcer <laughs> broadcasting who, who uttered the N-word when the Oklahoma high school basketball team took the knee. Um, you know, and then blamed it on his type one diabetes. You talk about committed. You got to be committed to your illness, boy. He <laughs> played type
2: one diabetes. I think one. he's trying to
1: get a Snickers commercial. He's trying to get a Snickers commercial. <laughs> he could be the next one. You look, you like, you need a Snickers. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I know family members that have uh type one diabetes. I mean, they didn't turn into raging racist assholes. I mean that that's a side effect. Y'all got to make sure your insulin level. My
1: aunt Pernell had them sugars, and, and she could speak <laughs> right. Japanese when her sugar right. wasn't right. She can yeah, say words that never came right. through her mind before when her sugar wasn't right. So you <laughs> never know, man. You never know. I mean, if you don't have cool. type 1 diabetes and you never had your sugar off, then you can't tell me that you wouldn't say the N-word when someone took a knee because of the sugars. We can't say. We can't know for sure.
0: Man, that dude. And I'm going to call him my name because on this episode, Committed, I'm committed to making sure that the idiots get their 15 seconds of infamy. This Thank guy, you. Matt Rowan, is the racist. I meant diabetic's name um it, it, that the diabetic that, who happens to be racist uh he, but i tell you what those sisters got the last laugh because they won the state championship so shout out to them sisters. shout out yeah. to them yes yeah. the yeah. they That's they, they got the last laugh because they won the state championship so congratulations to them all right we got to come home with the last topic and you know how we do it the weekly lamello ball watch
2: oh, LaMelo. Nice. Le-melo, mellow,
0: le-melo. Oh wait, let me get my yellow teeth first. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> le-melo Ball, le-melo Ball said, "Look, I'm not excited about playing LeBron because the truth of the matter is, I was not an NBA fan growing up. I was more focused on my family, and he idolized his father, who you call Mister Yellow, Mister Yellow T. He idolized his father, and, and that just goes to show again that his dad is a marketing genius to make his son idolize him and not watch the W Excuse me, the NBA." Uh, but I'll say this, uh, I, I love the fact that he's like, I'm not excited to play LeBron like because I think that's what's giving him his instant success, that the, the, the stage isn't too big for him. Uh, but Charlotte Hornets, while playing Toronto, had 11 threes, which tied an NBA record, 11 threes in one quarter. LaMelo had three of those threes uh, in that quarter. He finished with six. Uh, you know, Look, man, the dude is balling, man. Last night, 26-5. Excuse me, 26.7 assists, five rebounds, shot 10 of 18 against the Lakers. LaMelo! I'm just saying, y'all. I told y'all here first on the Ball Hog Sports Talk. You he's, ain't magic ish. Magic ish. He's magic. He's magic-ish. He go, he magic shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That's three of the possible for the Ball Hog <laughs> Sports Talk with your girl, Miss Majestic Maya in the building, your boy, Big Float, for the Big Float Show and we gonna be back. Uh, I'm gonna get right into the traffic court. So be back, meaning all you gotta do is blink and we hear. here. Uh, but it'll be back after, after, there it is, back after this, This <laughs> what, I, what I will say is a shameless plug. Please Not like, that. please comment. Oh, now you all Northwestern, there it is. Yeah, please yeah. comment,
1: we'll please
0: share. I can't tag, a right. there we go. tag a friend, tag a foe. tag everybody that you know. Uh, <laughs> make sure you subscribe <laughs> in the podcast community. For those of you who are not putting your eyes on us right now, there was a uh, uh, we, we had I won't call it a, a, a wardrobe malfunction, not like the Super Bowl, but we had a, a, a determined wardrobe change in the middle of the show. Big Flow went from transition, we transitioned, transition. It was a hat that had Notre Dame and Northwestern on it. Now he's transitioned to full Northwestern in this thing. <laughs> Uh, I love to see it, man. I love to see it. The Wildcats are being represented. You're supposed to be proud of your son, man. Well In this
1: episode, committed, it. Stick
2: out my chest. The a bit.
1: Stick it's out your chest. To baby. That
2: medium hat. I had yeah. to say. it, Sorry. I told
1: y'all before. You know what? You can't use jokes now. To... I ate my June. You try to come back. So okay. For those of you guys who can't see it, there was a large gap between the end of the hat and my ear. But then, as fate would have it, because God is a funny person, he killed my ear, my headphones. For The first time on show, my headphones died. I had to take them off so y'all could see it. So I could see at least three fingers between my ear and my hat. So I, you know, luckily I brought a spare. There you go. All right, you got to have a spare. Coordinate. Thank you, Maya.
0: Yeah, you ready? You get on your
2: producer. Yeah.
0: You are, you are ready. The Wildcats are being well represented. All right, y'all, let's get right into track. On, man. You know how we do it um the we have the the judge myself B Brown, esq we have the jury that is my man big flow and we have the executioner none other than miss majestic mind here we go uh with the WNBA benefit from lowering the ribs shaq uh who is known for just putting his foot in his mouth was on set tnt and he he says this to candace parker that it would be a better game if they lowered the rims. They got into a real awkward exchange, uh, which is one of several awkward exchanges between Candace Parker and Shaq. But here in the trap, record, I ask is it reasonable or excessive to say that the WNBA will be better off by lowering the rims? I'll start with you, Miss Majestic Mai.
2: Shaq needs to worry about why, first of all, his feet look the way they do. <laughs> all he needs to do is stick to his job endorsing general auto insurance and commentary for the NBA. Nobody asked you, mind your business. What are you doing to help the WNBA besides bitching and complaining about them lowering rims? They don't want to lower the rims.
0: What, what, so so you would say it's excessive. It sounds like you would say
1: very excessive. Yeah,
2: everything he does is excessive. He's annoying.
1: How about you, Big Flo? What do you say? I actually think it's reasonable. Um, what, in the context he was trying to say you know right now we, we spoke on an earlier segment about the pay gap right 60 million versus this. you know people want to watch the dunk people want to see the big three the women can do all everything the man can do on the on the basketball court except they're not dunking with regularity so he's trying to figure out a way to get more people to the sport in soccer you know the offsides call makes the scoring stay lower i always say give it of offsides and people will watch soccer in the united states because they'll score more Shaq has just given a marketing tip. I don't think uh, I know Candace took it a little bit more insulting like that, and she said women will be dunking soon enough. But well, Let's face it, women aren't as tall; they don't jump as high, or whatever. It's harder to dunk. He just made a suggestion. They lower it in, in volleyball so that they can spike the ball more. It's not like a woman can't hit the ball over the net that's higher. I don't think it's. I don't think it should have been taken as an insult. I think it's reasonable.
0: Yeah, I I have to recuse myself as a judge. I heard both arguments. I got to recuse myself as a judge on this one. I'll tell you why. Because years ago, I told a WNBA friend who eventually then became a WNBA uh, executive that they should lower the rims. And she was absolutely insulted. The same response that Candace Parker had, that was the response that she had. And my take on it was very similar to Shaq, is that I'm not saying that uh, – that's the only way that the game can be played by women. What I'm saying is from the consumer standpoint, we like to see dunks, which is why I'm in the minority when I say I would rather watch the WNBA versus the NBA. Why I am in the minority when I say I would rather watch women's college basketball versus men's college basketball. I hate bad shots. I hate irresponsible possessions. I hate one versus five. women don't play the game that way but i am in a minority people are unsophisticated when it comes to basketball they just want to see a dunk and so i'm recusing myself from this one um i won't say one way or another i'm i'm jaded and i and i I absolutely admit that i'm partial because i had this argument years ago Uh, i think shaq's intentions were pure i also think that candace parker because she said that her first daughter is into dancing so it won't be her but she said her next child and she was allude, She was assuming that the next child would be a daughter, is going to drop step and dunk. So I, I also think that Candace Parker's attentions were pure because when women hear that, you got to lower the basket. They think that men are suggesting that the game has to be adjusted in order for them to play it, and I'm not saying that. I'm saying it has to be adjusted for the consumer, the fan, to consume it at the same level as men's basketball, which is different. All right, uh, Robert Big Shot Bob. Hori, Hori, the fact that I don't know how to pronounce Hori, Hori,
2: Hori, the H is silent. I Robert thought it was Horry. silent,
0: but you know, at the same time, Horry. the fact, the Friend. fact that, the fact that I watched him play for years, and I'm still wondering whether or not the H is silent. It brings me to what I think my decision is going to be. But is it reasonable or excessive uh, to say because Big Bob, Big Shot Bob Robert Hori, put himself on the rock Mount Rushmore of clutch shooters? And on that Mount Rushmore, he has MJ, Kobe, Reggie Miller, and himself. Is that reasonable or excessive? Reasonable.
2: Option? Beyond reasonable. You get Robert Ori on your squad, the Spurs, he was shutting it down. He. This is beyond reasonable. And our generation knows when you got Robert Ori, it's a wrap. He hitting all them damn threes. You might as well kiss that game. Goodbye.
0: He's gonna make it when he needs to. What
1: do you I say? Think he should, I think he should be on Mount Rushmore with the rabbit's foot and the lucky horseshoe because <laughs> he does bring good luck to your team to, to win that uh championships, but not because he's Mr. Clutch. No, I, I would say he did some clutch things, but to put yourself in the same conversation as Jordan and and uh and, and Reggie, come on. No, he
2: said for clutch. He didn't say great player. He even said even for clutch. He's had a couple difference? of clutch
1: performances, but it's not as many as them, not anywhere near as many as they have. Some he's got, he's
0: like, got five he got five rings. He always hit a big shot. But when it comes to putting himself on the Mount Rushmore, is it reasonable or excessive? I got to say it's excessive only because the reason he hits those big shots is because he's open. The people, the people that he put himself on that Mount Rushmore with, they're never open. Reggie oh, Miller had what? to run five miles That's on each fair. possession just to get the ball. They triple and quadruple team Reggie Miller. Same thing with MJ. Same thing with Kobe. So well, that's the coach. big shot Bob does make no. big shots, but he's no,
1: open. No, no. He's
2: open. Wide open. That's the coach's fault, the opposing coach's fault he's for not putting Steve someone Perth. on him.
1: He, he up there with Steve got a point Yeah, I'll give you that one.
0: All right. Uh, <laughs> can, uh how do you say this young lady's name? Miss Jeter. Uh, who plays for Towson. Kiana. Damn, Bobby,
2: how you going to be from Florida and not know how to spell the different variations of Kiana?
0: I I, I just, you know, I I didn't know if it was Kiana or Kiana, so I was trying to be absolutely respectful. (laughs) Kiana Jeter, who uh, is a junior at Towson. She declares for the NBA draft, foregoing her last year of eligibility. Uh, The most that she can make, if she's picked one through four, will be $68,000. Is it reasonable or excessive to say she probably should stay in school and not forego her senior year. Uh, it's just not enough upside to it. Whereas the college degree, while it's not as valuable as it used to be, I think it's at least worth sixty eight thousand dollars. Reasonable or excessive? I'll start with you on this one, Miss Majestic Ma.
2: Um, I hear the number like what she's going to get contract wise, and I'm like, I, I. Please, no one get offended, but she will qualify for a stimulus check. Like, that's not a lot of money. She's not even in a certain tax bracket. No, seriously. Look at the number 68,000. She will qualify. And that's part of the problem, what we were talking about earlier in the show, Mm. in regards to, you know, make the, the, the pay disparity, even though Reg made a good point. Like, it's not pay disparities. Like, it's an issue with marketing. But it's not... It's not a lot of money.
0: So you think you think she should stay in school?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think she should stay in school, get better. Like if she's really as good as she's projected to be, get the right people around you. Like she- hell, sign with rock nation something. Get the attention you need to generate the outside funding because you're not gonna get it once you sign with the WNBA. That's just the reality of
0: it. it. Uh,
1: what do you think? Reasonable or excessive that she's leaving school early, big flow. I say it's reasonable. And people are making it seem like if she leaves school this year, she can't graduate college. It's done. The chapter's closed. She can't go back. She's got one year of college to go to go finish up, I would assume. Maybe she only has half a year. Who knows where she is nowadays? People are early. She's got one year of school left, but she has an opportunity to do something that could be gone. So she could get hurt. She could do something different. She's going to cash in on her marketability. She can always. Oh, I'm sure she's a very smart girl. She can finish in the off season. How many people graduate later? The book is not closed because she's not on scholarship. She's just moving on, and she's going to come back. I, I, I'm going to give her credit that she's a smart but girl. At, but at sixty-eight
0: thousand a year, it ain't like she can afford to pay for it either. You talking about not but one not year of college? college? How much is one year of college cost? She could go to Harvard for it's 68, about sixty-eight thousand. She could finish. I bet she can
1: finish. I in I in, finish online. in on the me.
0: case of. This Kiana Jeter is it reasonable or excessive? I was ready to say it was excessive that she's leaving early because I agree with you, Miss Majestic Maya. But you make a good point, Big Flow. Is that you know football players do it all the time and they they get to come back. So I'm gonna say it's reasonable. I hope she does come back and get her college degree because it's sixty eight thousand dollars, as Maya has,
2: Bobby, quickly a, acknowledged, it's a, it's she
1: so, can go get online home. classes with her stimulus it's check, six Maya.
2: Years, huh?
1: She could go online classes with the stimulus check. She can sign up for community. You know
2: check. what? Y'all ain't
0: shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: say I'll say it's reasonable, although she does qualify for the
2: STEMI.
1: Uh, she can get a STEMI, man. She'll be online. She'll be done in six months.
2: No, no, but for real, what's the minimum NFL salary? What is it, 225000 225. Oh, very
1: close to 30,0. <laughs>
2: To compare to sixty eight, come on, come
1: those marketing dollars. There is a lot Somebody more to go along it with the, the WNBA. The Some they just they don't just make the, the their check. Only get if marketing she signs
2: dollars to Rock Nation. That would be her best bet. She needs to sign with a great management team to give her the outside funding. Um, the and don't
1: they also, also play overseas when they're in the WNBA? Sometimes don't they? Most also of,
0: most of them do because they have to, not because they just want to go see another country. They have yeah, to yeah, because yeah. of the income. Because mm-hmm. sixty eight thousand. I get you a stimmy over here. Uh, So, uh, you know. All right. Next case. Shout out to the stimmies. Next case.
2: Uh, $1,400. I want some.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) The UFC UFC is going to be probably the first professional sports league to have full stadiums again because Dana White wants a full crowd for this stacked 261 card, which is a great card of fighters. Uh, he wants a, a a great a great card of fans too. He wants to fill up this arena in Jacksonville about fifteen thousand people. Is that reasonable or excessive? I'll start with Flo. Reasonable, or excessive that he wants to fill the the uh, the, the stands for UFC
1: two sixty one. When is when is the fight come up? When is that? Do you know?
0: Uh soon.
1: I don't know when. Okay, is, like, very soon. I'm gonna say excessive. It's too soon. We're so close. You know what I mean. People are getting shots left and right. You know, a month ago, I knew nope barely anybody who wasn't old to get a shot. Now you got a shot. I got a shot. Waiting on my. I mean, give it a little month or so, and people will be, you know, <laughs> vaccinated. I guess it's a it's a matter of choice, but we're rushing to open up when we're so close. I think right. it's a little too soon. Right. All right.
0: Well, it's uh, it's it's April twenty fourth. I got the answer. So next month. So uh, I,
1: I stand by it. A little too soon.
0: Uh, all so- right. How about you, Miss Jessie Meyer? Beyond
2: excessive, Dana White's all about the green. Remember, he's a big 45 supporter. He ain't shit. So all he sees is money. He's going to risk the life of the viewers and the fighters to make more money. Like if that ain't a snake oil salesman, I don't know who is. Y'all can watch that shit on TV.
0: In the case of the UFC filling up a stadium, I'm going to agree with both of you. It is It is excessive. I'm from Florida. Jacksonville is Duval. That's another part of the state. I'm from South Florida, baby. South Florida, bride kind of boy. But, um, you know, those are my Floridian people, man. And to see the, the sort of disregard of this virus really from the early days of the virus is disheartening to see my Floridians down there like that. So Dana White, that's messed up. You knew exactly where to go right there in Florida, and he's probably going to have a packed stadium just because people have disregarded the severity of this virus. All right, Vanessa Bryant, uh, she puts the officers on blast. Y'all know that this is the committed episode. She committed the utmost uh, – uh, I don't want to say she threw him under the bus because she just put him on blast. She put him on Front Street. It was the utmost showing of you ain't going to do me wrong and get away with it the officers that took pictures of the Mm -hmm. helicopter crash scene on their personal phones and shared them with other people. Vanessa Bryant said, I got, I'm a, I'm a one up you. And she put, it was a picture of the lawsuit, but it had the names of the police officers Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Uh, do you think that's reasonable or excessive that she did that?
2: Beyond reasonable. First and foremost, that she learned about her husband and daughter being killed through TMZ. Okay. That is not some way you wanna be notified of a loved one's death. In addition to that, there are laws in certain states which protect the identity of police officers because of perceived backlash or someone coming after them. If you don't want people coming after you, don't do fuck shit. You literally took, and then he was showing the pictures. It was a few of them showing pictures and the people who actually saw the pictures were like, Yo, this is disgusting and disturbing. Why would you do that? Lastly, that woman got a war chest. She got a lot of money and she got a lot of time. She going to sue them and she going to win. So y'all need to stop fucking with her. Kobe said it best. He politely said, if you think I'm bad, you don't know Vanessa. And <laughs> she's proving it. Shout out to... Um, late queen mamba I, I ain't even mad that i would have did the same thing i would have just ruined their lives you don't do stuff like that period have a little bit of tact and decorum and not be a trash fucking human being
0: what do you got big Flo? i a got more mind. excessive than she put I, think think on life. I think it's
1: i think it's completely reasonable you took pictures of my dead husband and my dead daughter and you don't want me to put your name out there so you you violate the the time of their death Privacy, but then I'm supposed to somehow hold your name secret. I don't give a damn what happens to you on the street. If somebody backlashes, cool because you don't care about my family. Totally reasonable.
0: I was ready to say that it was excessive because I believe that two wrongs don't make a right, but at the same time, I know that Vanessa is, uh, you know, look, man, emotionally scarred, and this is when you are absolutely going to retaliate. Uh, but I, I guess I will go with reasonable on this because you guys all make a good point that. Uh, she's only doing to them what uh, they did to her and her family. So I'll say reasonable on that one. Uh, very quickly, it, you know, we, we the, the, the Clemson track team won't be around. Men's track team won't be around because of Title IX and those things uh, like that. They're going to eliminate. And because of the COVID budget constraints, they're going to eliminate Clemson track. So I'm mentioning it here uh, because there's a group that's suing Clemson to maintain and keep the track program. Shout out to my man, and Gill. Shout out to all the guys that I know that ran for Clemson. Hopefully, the men's track program will survive. Great track program, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, so I wanted to at least give them a mention. All right, this has been Traffic Court, where I am the judge. We brought ESQ. We have the jury. That's Big Flow. We have the executioner. That's Ms. Majestic Maya. All right, we're going to hop into uh, our halftime. All right, y'all, halftime is brought to you by Access Celebration, much more than a party. We are an event, excuse me, we're an experience on top of your event. Uh, Let's hop right in. For those of you who are new, Center Court is what we do at at Halftime, and Center Court is really just taking the title of the show and making it make a little more sense. Today's episode title is called Committed. So today's Center Court is called Committed. By definition, committed means bound or obligated to a person or thing, devoted. While that definition is crystal clear, whether or not people are truly committed is far less clear. For example, some of my peeps, good peeps, man, have told me they're committed to changing the wealth gap in America and learning to save and invest and yada, yada, yada. But but I was confused this week to see those same people buying Gucci and Louis bags with their Stimmy check. And another example this week, the same folks who have said they're committed to ending the injustices black men have faced. And our judicious, judicial system, yada, 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 those same folks have taken part in this smearing, public smearing of a particular young black quarterback's name in the court of public opinion just because of allegations that surfaced. I've heard from friends who say they're committed to ending racism in all forms in America. Some of those same friends downplayed the senseless acts of violence against Asian-Americans across the country this week and over the past year. Friends who say they are committed to self-empowerment and freedom from the employee rat race, yada, yada, yada. Same of those Some of those same friends spend all their free time chilling, playing video games, doing stuff that has no bearing on that reality instead of reading up on a new business idea or writing a business plan. People who I respect who say they're committed to ending pay disparity and gender inequality will watch every single NBA game that is televised during the week, but wouldn't be caught dead turning on a WNBA game to help their ratings. The truth of the matter is that committed is easier said than done. Committed, while an adjective, it requires you, me, and everyone else to have some verbs around that adjective. You know, verbs, action words. Action has to be behind that commitment. Where we spend our money shows what we are truly committed to. Where we spend our time shows what we are truly committed to. Where we spend our energy, where we spend our focus, those things show what we are truly committed to. In this season of uncertainty, as things have been ever-changing for the past year or so, I beg you to add action to your words and prove that you are truly committed. And that's a word. All right. We're going to hop into the sports freestyle with my man, Big Float. And then we're going to get into the fourth quarter, which will be strictly business. It's going to be quick from here. Lightning
1: round style. Oh What's up, Big Float? Man, I'm still here, baby. Still basking. Still basking. What's up, What's up America? You supposed to, you know how you give it. What's good, America? There it is. There it's there your man, is.
0: Big Float. You know what I'm saying? All right, man. Let's hop in, man. 10% these topics you know how it is before we hop in since we're right off of, of halftime and the center court i'd be remiss if i didn't say please like please comment please share please tag a friend tag a foe, tag anybody that you know if you're listening to us in the podcast universe make sure that you subscribe and other people do too we greatly appreciate it hopefully you are committed to helping us uh get the ball hog sports talk uh up in a way bigger and better get to more Ears and more eyes. All right. Sports freestyle, we gotta start with the NCAA tournament because uh uh today is the day where you have all of those games. I thought it was yesterday. I flicked it on, but it, it was is the, Thursday. It is Thursday, but it was the first four this time or sort of the play in games. Um, all the other games will be played between today and tomorrow. And mm-hmm. uh it 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 the story that I think is is interesting when it comes to the NCAA tournament is that 10%. Of all the referees, they got 60 referees there in the bubble because all games will be played in Indianapolis. It is essentially a bubble situation. Um, Six out of the 60 were removed because they had positive COVID tests. Interesting, man. Uh, Just to show how COVID continues to impact everything we do, uh, the NCAA tournament a year ago was sort of that moment we realized, wait a minute, the NCAA tournament is going to be canceled? Is that moment you realize in in, in terms of sports that – this COVID thing is real. And so now six out of the the 60 referees, 10% of them will no longer be there. They've been removed for the bubble. Uh, Very, very interesting to see how COVID continues to impact sports.
1: Yes. One guy I think one guy uh, was found, was found to have COVID and then the other five guys were hanging with him. So, you know, if you're out there you want to stay in the ref, stick to yourself. Don't be around anybody else. But you, you know, they 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 gotta be too super, 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 super safe because if a team gets disqualified in the tournament, it's gonna ruin the whole tournament. You can't let anything in there. I mean, I think it's smart that they're doing the bubble. I didn't really realize they were doing a bubble uh scenario until yesterday. And I was wondering how the hell they were gonna pull this off. But you gotta be this way. The tournament is so important to the NCA, it adds more revenue than anything else when any single event, if you want to call it a single event. So uh I think you have to you have to be real safe.
0: Uh, out of all of the participants, 9,000 participants, nine positive tests. Uh, so you know, COVID continues to strike, man. Uh, so uh in all of the, the, the March Madness players, I'm wishing you and your families nothing but the best, be safe, be smart. Uh and like Big Flow said about the referees, I say that to all of the players and their families, stick to yourself create a pseudo bubble inside the bubble that's the only way to to be safe um but there are two teams that will not be in the bubble they will not be in indianapolis and this not and this has not happened that these two teams were not in a tournament in the last 45 years both duke and kentucky will not be dancing in march madness uh, I, I i you know we talked about this last week and i said that this is the beginning of a new frontier when it comes to duke basketball And same thing with Kentucky, just because players have so many other options. Uh, The one-and-done guys that Duke and Kentucky have had a lock on for the last several years, the one-and-done guys have other alternatives now. They have other options now. Uh, Do you think this is a sign of of more to come, Duke and Kentucky not making it to the tournament this year?
1: I'd, I'd have to see it happen again for that. I mean, you know, some programs never take a a, a time off, right? You know, but if we see it in football all the time. You know, LSU might win a national championship one year, and then they're going to be trash We're used to it in football and basketball. We're not, and I guess the bar is somewhat low to make the tournament when you think of it in that in that regard. Like it would be like LSU or somebody missing a or Notre Dame, you know, missing a bowl game. But we both know that that happens as well. I don't think it's a low. Um it's Coach K still got Duke going. Kentucky is still gonna put people in the in the league. They're, they'll they'll be fine. This is just one year. They're just gonna chalk it up to COVID.
0: I hope you're right because college basketball. If Kentucky and Duke begin to suffer, uh, they, those were the two programs where I thought they were saving college basketball. Uh, you know, these high school kids really don't want to go play college anymore. Georgetown won the Big East. Patrick Ewing gets the laugh, laugh gets the last laugh in Madison Square Garden. I bet they know his name now. Uh, say my people, name. Say my name. I D him and stuff. Uh, but he's the first ever player to both win to win uh, a Big East Championship as both a player and a coach. Uh I love seeing that he did it. I love the fact that he beat uh Creighton because remember that was the coach that got accused of saying some questionable things. Not accused yeah. of he absolutely said some questionable things about staying on the plantation. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I, I love the fact that he won it. Patrick, you want shout out to you, man. And he won it on the 49th anniversary of John Thompson's hiring. There was like higher power going on. A lot on, of man. symbolism in that. Yeah. A lot of symbolism. You know, his team was struggling, but. You know they pulled it out, man. I guess it goes to show you that's what makes March so interesting. Is that, yeah, you know, you never would have thought Georgetown was gonna win the biggies. No,
1: it's a heavyweight fight. I mean, it's great when you see the guys last and think the only real only way to get in, and that's kind of the cool thing about how basketball is set up is you can have a trash season, and as long as you don't coward out the way that uh Duke did, and you and you play in your tournament and you try to uh to win the game, you can win your way in. So, I, I'm real happy for Big Pat. Yeah, maybe now the people on the staff will know who he is. They'll be part of the training program, uh, what he did as a college coach and a player in the NBA in this, right. in this building. So fantastic. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Uh,
0: your Chicago area is known for a lot of things. It is now also known for this number one fan from Loyola, Chicago. Oh, yeah. 101-year-old sister Jean. And you know. She she was she was uh well it's well documented that she was quite the fan. She got several tests and made sure that she was okay to go to the game. But that's real commitment. 101 years old. I'm not going to be in no bubble. Y'all not giving me covid at 101 cuz my chance of surviving is zero. Uh Sister Jean is in the
1: bubble. Shout out to Sister Jean. You got to hope she was in the first first group of uh vaccines at 101, right? Is there a group before that? So she has to be fully vaccinated by now. Unless she was scared to take the shot, maybe she's anti So I don't know. I don't know. You know, in Chicago, they love her. She's she's a big name over here. Everyone's happy for her. So shout-out to her. Shout-out to Loyola. Let's see what they can do. Well, the only thing is you got to let her know that while she is a big name from Chicago,
0: because of what we're doing on the BallHawk Sports Talk, Big Flow is going to be a bigger name very soon. Watch out, okay. Sister G. Coming for you. Coming for you, Sister G. Uh, the NCAA tournament players – uh, have sort of created a campaign a social campaign uh and spoken out they've got a hashtag called not ncaa property mm-hmm. which i thought was very interesting this one player who is known for his social media fame uh jelly fam this player javon quinterly who transferred mm-hmm. from villanova to alabama uh jelly fam is is a uh, the the jelly is a very creative finger roll jelly Mm -hmm. fam is all of these players in the new york new jersey area initially uh who were known for these fancy finger rolls they created a brand that's been big but he talked about how they wouldn't let him make any money off of the brand that he established uh yet they're making all this money off of him uh what did you think about the the player's
1: creating this hashtag, not NCAA property. And do they have a point? I think they absolutely have a point. There's a lot of stuff that's going on with that there. They're trying to push the envelope on this uh, uh, name, image, and likeness um, that's coming up, and they're, they're trying to make a deadline of July 1st. The NCAA has been dragging their feet. Um, Congress has already ruled that that they had to come up with a plan, but then COVID kind of gave them a delay, and the NCAA is trying to kind of sit on it and ride it out as long as possible to make sure these kids can't make money. Um so yeah, I like it, and they they made a point that they did not threaten not to play. They're not trying to hold out of the games or doing that. But they're just making a protest and using this platform to to get the word out. So I think it's a great idea, and and, and shout out to the kids because most of the kids doing the protests aren't going to benefit from it. Right, right. Uh,
0: crazy how much leverage players have when we compare that to when you and I were student athletes at the University of Notre Dame. So um, in this spirit of celebration, on this day where we're celebrating the fact that your son, your namesake. Uh, Reggie Farima Jr., I can yeah, yeah, anyway. Uh, Big Flow Jr., how about that? Uh, is little now, big flow, right?
1: That's what you called him. That's the best
0: little <laughs> big flow. Um, is, is now going to play on a full, you know, student grant aid football at the University of Northwestern. He's going to enter into a whole different world when it compares to, to what we had, and the leverage that he, as one of the student athletes, is going to have is amazing. So uh make sure he appreciates the sacrifices that you made not only in the house but also when it comes to being a broke unpaid unappreciated student athlete back in our day these guys these girls these uh uh athletes uh have power and it's good to see all right let's hop into the fourth quarter fours up baby fours up we're gonna hold the fours up you know how it is fourth quarter if you have played any sport you know the fourth quarter is when you get right into it. And uh, the ball hog sports talk with sports business and entertainment collab. We're going to get into some strictly business topics here in the fourth quarter before we come home. And the first one is the NFL reaches a new media deal uh, in this this episode called committed. They absolutely showed they being the network, show that they're committed still to the NFL. It makes me wonder that what happened, to all the boycotts, right? Because the boycotts <laughs> were supposed to threaten the, the, the overall viability of the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, these deals were unbelievably large, unbelievably large, uh, and I think basically locked up for 11 years with all the networks. They added a streaming component to it because I think that the networks and the NFL recognizes that technology could disrupt what we know to to be the cable network watching football. We don't that that's going to be different in a few years, but the size of the contracts suggests to me. But the NFL, from a business standpoint, still has a ton
1: of leverage. What say you? I mean, it, it is some, the numbers are, are, are unbelievable. Um, and, and you're right, the first thing I thought about, I was like, oh, so so much for the boycotts, right? I mean, they're just doubling down. Um, you know, unfortunately, they realize things blow over and then they're just they just keep pushing it. But hey, this country loves entertainment, they love sports. Um, they're probably getting used to watching at home, they haven't been in stadiums for a while because of uh of covid and they're just more consumption on tv and the tv product is so good it's threatening the reason why you want to go live i mean to go to a stadium you miss out so much i mean we saw the nickelodeon cam the other day you got the little kids with slime i mean they could just do so much with the content right it's valuable but somebody's paying that money
0: somebody's paying that money uh and all of the the networks espn abc disney fox cbs nbc and then amazon has exclusive rights to thursday night football uh, so just uh, uh you know and there was some weird stat of the all-time highest rated shows on TV ever uh over the last year 23 of the top 24 or the uh, 24 of the top 25 were NFL games of the top ever is something crazy like of the top 75 ever 70 of them are the NFL <laughs> so and that was my point it, it, when I was arguing about whether or not the the boycott was indeed going to have an impact it's like you got to kind of be careful what you ask for because the NFL in renewing these deals I think proved that you, you might not watch it but somebody else will mm-hmm. and uh, I'll leave it there NFL free agency in the spirit of a big business NFL free agency over the last week uh, has finally taken off. I think Wednesday was the first official day, or re- last week was the first official week of free agency. Uh The Patriots. The Patriots are finally spending money. There have been several comments in the sports pundits world that says that if they would have done this a year ago or a few years ago, Tom Brady would still be a Patriots. But the, the Patriots are finally starting to spend some money. They put together what I think to be a very impressive first week of free agency. Uh They re-signed Cam Newton. We talked about that last week. 3.5 guaranteed. $14 one-year deal. Uh, the remaining is roster and incentive the bonus. They signed tight end Hunter Henry. They signed wide receiver Nelson Aguilar. They signed a linebacker uh, uh, Matt Judon. They signed uh, defensive back Jalen Mills. They signed receiver Kendry Bourne. They, they've they been signing and signing and signing. They finally are spending money, and it seems as though that was the one thing that the Patriots were determined not to do. They finally come to the other side, and they're spending money in well, it.
1: They were winning before, right? They were winning. Then Tom left, and he won. And they said, man, without Tom, maybe Belichick isn't enough. Now we got to go get some people. I mean, they got to respond. But they were they were making money without doing it, you know. Uh, our alma mater, Notre Dame, used to not pay the coaches and still win. And then we stopped winning, so they had to start paying the coaches. Things happen. It's just, it's just a matter of no success on the field. So they got to do something. They can't let Tom get the last laugh because if he wins another one, People are gonna start turning in their uh, their uh, patriot uniforms or patriot hats and paraphernalia. <laughs> right. Uh,
0: there has been talking about Tom uh, makes me think of the quarterbacks, and there's been a quarterback shuffle over the last week. All right, New Orleans Saints paid Taysom Hill a whole bunch of money. It's more of just a. I think they did more to avoid cap space hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna make all that money. Four years, one hundred and forty million. Uh, all of it is voidable, so it might not be worth two cents to, to Tyson Hill. Taysom Hill, uh, Jameis Winston—they resigned. Uh, so I think they're going to go into the, the 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 camp, fall camp, with a quarterback battle brewing between Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Chicago Bears got their quarterback, and that's don't say that Andy Dalton. I know they I got a that. quarterback. They got a quarterback. They got the quarterback nobody else wanted. How about that? Yes. Uh, and then ma- management. Well, it's been leaked that they tried
1: to. Get Russell Wilson. Yeah, they were going to give us a bunch for him. I think, you know, what you where you're going with this at the end of the day, I just think we're realizing how few quarterbacks, how few people on this earth are, are capable of being NFL quarterbacks because people are making millions of dollars that everyone thinks that they wouldn't want on their team. All these guys out here, you know, Hills is cool, but I don't know that anyone thinks of him as a franchise. You know, Jameis Winston, obviously, you know, the market was tough on him, but he's resigning. Then, you know, Cam, everyone thought, you know, you got kids in the 707 teasing Cam because he's a free agent. Not so fast. I got my money. Got um, the one thing I say to hustle, I noticed, though, the new the new contract hustle is you restructure a deal, and then you give somebody a signing bonus that's equal to their year's salary. So you all pay right. them up front, and now it don't hit you on the cap. So that's the new hustle. So that let's wait until hustle. someone catches up on that. Yeah, they'll change the rules soon.
0: Uh, Buffalo Bills got what used to be Chicago's quarterback as a backup because the Buffalo Bills are all good. When it comes to quarterback, they do have Mitchell uh, Trubisky as a backup. Miami Dolphins got Jacoby Percet. Washington football team got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic still continues to make magic. I think Fitzpatrick, they're planning to start Fitzpatrick, uh, You know,
1: which is crazy. What is he, been, 47, 48?
0: Yeah, I don't know. He's timeless. Uh, his Man. beard His beard makes it. He, he's smart. Keep that beard there so nobody knows how old you are. Uh, the Texans got Tyron Taylor as an insurance policy, just in case Deshaun Watson is Uh, successful in getting out of town. Deshaun Watts, we know, has requested this trade, now involved in legal matters, so we'll see what happens with that quarterback saga. Uh, Detroit Lions got Jared Goff. Uh, Rams got Matt Snapper. Uh, Colts got Carson Wentz. Tampa Bay, you already know, has Tom Brady. Dak uh, got re-signed. Dallas, Kansas City. uh, Patrick Mahomes got all that money restructured and, and retained and got all that money. New England got Cam Newton. The moral of this story in the quarterback shuffle is this is why I have my sons playing quarterback.
1: No doubt. because A lot of money in that quarterback position. A
0: lot of money. Because <laughs> all of those names, it sounds like musical chairs. These are all names that we've had. And as you put it, it it's such a unique position. It's such a, a, a tough position to, to do or mm-hmm. a tough position to fill that there's only so many people on the planet Earth that can do it, they whether do as it. a starter or yeah. as a backup.
1: You can't win without one.
0: Cannot win without one. Mitch Trubisky is about to get paid to hold a clipboard just in case, <laughs> just, in, just case in case Josh Allen gets hurt.
1: Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa Bay was able to keep everybody together. They kept the band together. Uh, they they gonna see. They going they gonna run it back. You got Tom. You got Rob Gronkowski, uh, Levante David at linebacker. Shaq Bear, Uh They 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 gonna run
1: it back. Uh, Chris Goodwin. Hey, uh, people like winning, baby. Tom Brady, the championship, shot. Super Bowl feels good. They want to win. Let's bet it. Let's run him back. Run it back. You got? You think they got a good shot? I think they have a good shot. I mean, Tom Brady's just proving a lot of people wrong, man. As long as you get him in those playoffs, if he can limp in the playoffs or not, he'll playoffs, make it happen. Playoffs?
0: Playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. All right. Uh, there's another type of playoffs going on, man. Black ownership, brother, and we're gonna end it here for the day. But there are a lot of, of things going on in the sports world uh, from a business standpoint. This is one that I think it, is. Uh, also making me proud also allowing me to hold my chest out and this whole episode committed uh to see that there are black current and and former athletes committed to changing the paradigm changing the narrative and now being in the ranks of ownership being in the c-suite offices uh for the sports franchises is is beautiful LeBron James becomes part owner of the Boston Red Sox and Fenway sports group uh maverick carter the business partner also joins the ownership group lebron shout out to him, man he don't never go solo he always mm-hmm. bringing his boys with him uh it's just you know it seems as though you know we know serena had part ownership with the dolphins uh lebron uh a known yankee fan he put his fandom aside and now is gonna be a part owner of the boston red sox uh uh, what did you think about that particular story? I Not think it's great.
1: I mean, Magic Magic Johnson, I believe, owns uh, the, some of the Dodgers or whatever. Yeah, um, you know. So I just like it, man. I love the trend. Let's keep moving. You know, obviously with Jordan out there and everybody doing different things to own these these franchises. It's just good to see that, man. I'm I'm I like the feel good story of, of of progress. I like that example set for the youth. I'm tired of hearing about the people that went broke. Not that. I want to you know minimize those stories, but you know, it's just better to have a true story of somebody who's doing something well and getting on top. And uh I do love that he brought Maverick along with him the whole way and, and this and Maverick is taking exact uh opportunities to uh to to capitalize on, on on his relationship with LeBron and make him some money too. So the, Indian, the,
0: the Indians have to be kicking themselves though, because LeBron is 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 it's well known that he's a Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. Right? He's an Ohio State fan. Right. He's not a Cleveland Brown. He's a he's a Dallas Cowboy fan, too. So maybe the Browns and the Indians got to be kicking themselves. But he's Ohio through and through, except for baseball. Uh, And yet again, they missed out on LeBron sweepstakes when it comes to the Indians. Uh, He is still intent. LeBron is still intent on owning an NBA team. And I think it's going to happen because everything he says he's going to do, he does. And I've said what I had to say. I'm a LeBron hater. I know. But when it comes to business, I can't hate on what that man is doing uh he was uh, instrumental in helping Renee Montgomery become a WNBA Atlanta Dream owner uh you we know Michael Jordan is a part owner of the Charlotte Hornets we know Shaq is uh got part ownership of the Sacramento Kings Magic Johnson not only the Dodgers but the Lakers still he's got interest in the Lakers as well uh Usher Raymond
1: sure.
0: Usher Raymond Usher sure. uh has ownership interest in the Cleveland Cavs Derek Jordan's Jeter is a
1: majority owner, by the way. Let's give him the full props he deserves.
0: He does. He, he, you're right. Majority owner. Majority mm-hmm. owner. Apologies. Derek Jeter has part ownership of the uh, Marlins. So uh, work done. The Falcons. These athletes are now saying. Hey, I, I own 15% about.
1: of the Bad News Bears, I believe, if they ever come back. That's the too news. old for yeah. you. Did I date myself to Bad News Bears? Bad I'm too News bear. <laughs> Y'all yeah, don't remember that? I'm too old. For all the old listeners out there, let's send Bobby an email The Bad News Bears. Anyway. Bad
0: News Bears. Uh, yeah, I want to hear about this. Kevin Garnett was denied ownership of the Timberwolves, but I think as we watch, brush hair. hair.
1: Come, Come brush back when you brush your hair. Your head.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't even, don't even don't even play with us, man. We can't have you in the meeting.
1: Out there checking on them little girls on uh on the internet.
0: Yeah, no, That's Kevin that. Garnett, not not Kevin Durant. Oh, I'm Kevin sorry. Kevin Garnett. Yeah, man, shut up. I was about to say, Kevin Garnett don't have – Kevin no- Garnett
1: is a hell of a businessman. He's he's good with his money too. He's going to he, get an ownership.
0: He's going to get ownership, but he was denied with the Timberwolves. I will say this, man. Uh, when it comes to the active owners, you got LeBron, Naomi Osaka, Serena Williams, Serena and Venus when it comes to the Dolphins, but Serena Williams with uh, L.A. Angel City. You have, the, uh, you have Larry Fitzgerald, who I think is still active football. I don't think he retired yet but he's part owner, minority owner of the Phoenix Suns. James Harden, MLS team, Houston Dynamo. The fact that they would have the wherewithal to think about ownership now, they're currently playing, I think reflects what we said about college football and college sports, is that these players are realizing that they have leverage. They're realizing that there is a business at the heart of the sport. And that's why you have the hashtag, not NCAA property, because these players, these student-athletes, These young men and these young women are are appreciating there is a business at the heart of of the sport. And so it's good to see that the these professionals are taking it to the next level and becoming owners. I'd like Uh, to see. I'll give you a final word, man. Let's 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 say something about we gotta finish with because the episode is committed. We gotta finish where we started. Your son is committed to Northwestern. Last word before I take it home.
1: Hey, uh, again, uh, shout out to all the love and respect I've gotten, all the help that he's gotten along the way to this commitment, this pivotal moment. Uh, shout out to the role models that you just named as the owners, and hopefully by the time he comes out, that's going to be a goal of his to do something that, that's like that, um, not just try to buy, drive the big fancy car and and uh, date the, the, the IG model, but to get out there and have a real difference making money and, and ownership in that. But, again, uh, shout out to the Cats Nation. Um, welcome us with open arms. Coming back home, Reggie Freeman will be back in Evanston. So that's where I started, and that's where he's finishing up. Um, it's fantastic. So thanks, everybody.
0: That's awesome, man. But if he does drive the big car and dates the IG models, just tell him to holla at Uncle Bobby. It just says, Hi, I got to get invited to the parties, baby. You that's that. all I'm saying. You um, got go. to the barbecue. Big flow, man. Congratulations to you and your family. Not a lot of people get to live that once. You've lived it twice, both as a player being recruited and, and signing to a power five big program like Notre Dame. Now as a father, uh seeing your son do it, man. So salute to you and your family, man. Uh I know that there was no shortage of sacrifices that were made or to get you guys to that point. So salute to you and your family. Uh and we'll catch you next week. Peace. All right. All right, y'all, so we coming home. Ballhawk Sports Talk with your boy, b Brown ESQ, a.k.a. the Ballhawk, a.k.a. the Mountain South, a.k.a. Mr. Success Celebration. This has been another week of the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. Like we ask you every week, humbly, please like, please comment, please share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know. If you're listening in Podcast Universe, please subscribe. Please tell other people to subscribe. This has been the Ballhawk Sports Talk for the committed episode. We out. Peace.